Let's get ready to jerk the curtain! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. See you later, Mr. Sacco. What it is is what it is. Rest in peace. Is the best there was or the best there ever will be. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jerk the Curtain podcast, a rush of madness and mania. This is your host with the most, the TJ Bowser, and joining me is my tag team partner, the Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. Well, let me tell you something, TJ Bowser. What up, oh, man? How are you this week? I'm doing pretty good. Not as good as I probably should, but I'm doing well. Well, that's good to hear, brother. Did you do anything interesting? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Interesting? Absolutely not. Um, But just uh, it was just me and my son all weekend, man. My uh, fiance went up to Illinois with an S and uh, had a bridal shower. I don't know why they don't do a... uh, Grim shower. I don't know. Get we'll be having one at Steel City. A small. Never mind. <laughs> a small little. Uh, what do they call it? A groom. What do they call it? bachelor? Ba- bachelor party <laughs> for the Corey Kaufman. We will. He doesn't drink, but we'll have fun still. I, I can act and sound like I do. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most, the most, I think what my drinking consists of is ordering that, uh, like an amaretto sour from the bar. And then the teenage girl next to me going, I drank those in high school. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> that's, that's usually how it always goes. Like I drank those in high school. Like, uh, sure. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> well, it's good to be back behind the mic, man. Talking to the old Mid-South maniac himself. Uh, so we got a good one. Today, yes. a good old, very special. You can definitely tell I picked this episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm go- well, <laughs> I don't know what that means. So we we tend to, whenever I pick things, I normally go with the ECW route because that's what I know best. Corey loves his N-W-O. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like where the big boys play it. Uh, uh, WCW? Yeah. They actually did an interview with a wrestler recently, and they said that the AEW feels just like the WCW. Go figure. What have we been saying since episode one, Corey? Um, it's it's the reincarnation. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's, the sec- it's the second coming. The second coming of the end of the WWE. Let's hope so. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of success, Do Back Discussion Network is going to bring you right now a new episode of Drink the Curtain. Anyway, some match review. And what do we got for today? Let's start it off. Okay, so we have Mike Awesome versus Tanaka at ECW Heat Wave 98 on August 2nd, 1998. It's almost like 21 years ago. Whoa. That's crazy. So, TJ, what, you were what, four? Yeah. 
back in the day, I bet it was your favorite thing to watch outside of like whatever the hell it is you watched as a kid. <laughs> I have no idea. So speaking of Heat Wave, uh, Heat Wave 98 was the fifth Heat Wave professional pay-per-view event produced by ECW. This event took place on August 2nd, like I said. In Dayton, Ohio, it was the first edition of Heat Wave to be broadcast on pay-per-view. The event also featured oh. talent from Frontier Martial Arts due to partnership with ECW and FMW. Uh, the card for that night was, including this match, a hardcore chair swinging freaks, Balls Mahoney, and Axel Rotten defeated the FBI, which is was, was Little Guido and Tracy Smothers. Just Incredible defeated Jerry Lynn. Chris Candido defeated Lance Storm. Masato Tanaka defeated Mike Awesome, which we will get to in a You blew it! <laughs> Rob Van Dam defeated Ann Sabu, uh, defeated Hayabusa and Jinsei Suzuki. Shinzaki. They got something in common. Yeah. Taz defeated Bam Bam Bigelow by submission. Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman and Spike Dudley defeated the Dudleys and what the fuck? Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman and Spike Dudley defeated the Dudleys, Bubble Ray and Devon and Big Dick. Oh, okay. Duh. Anyway, back to the match review that we're going to do now. Yeah. So what did you think of this, man? (laughs) I'm glad you showed me this match <laughs> because uh, that easily took probably my top tier of ECW matches, which isn't like a long plethora of matches. Because you haven't but, really been uh, shown a lot of good ECW matches. Yeah, and that was that was probably my favorite one. Period. And that that even I mean that'll bring it up to at least a top top ten overall out of all the wrestling I've watched growing up. So it's intense. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> everything about it is. <laughs> It's the perfect match. Uh, Mike Awesome's sheer strength and Tanaka's resiliency. And we'll get to it later, but that power bomb off over the ropes, (laughs) that hurt. I didn't even know he was, I didn't know he was capable. Right. (laughs) So that's 300 pounds. That's a grown man. (laughs) Oh, and Taz let everybody know that he was 295 over and over again. 295. (laughs) 295. So was the entrances hyped? We actually watched this on Daily Motion, so we actually got to see some entrances for once, and yeah. not a shitty YouTube edit. Uh, what did I you mean, think, Corey? I thought the entrances were okay. I hate like old, like I'm talking like generic ass wrestling music, though. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just that's the only thing I don't like about their entrances. However, I mean they're obviously that's the thing. They were both like crowd favorites. There wasn't like. I thought they both got a pretty good pop. Uh, their music was terrible. They came in, you know, and when they got in the ring, they started bumping chests. Little Tanaka was like, I could do that too. Like come up to Mike Austin's belly button or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, for, for what it was for, you know, that kind of low, low budget entrance, it was great. So, Oh yeah. Mike comes in with a fucking bang. Like yeah. it's like a shotgun blast is how I'm going to compare it to. Is there you go. the music just fucking boom and he's right out the fucking door right into the ring and he's just you know being awesome and then Tanaka you know the little oriental music and shit but whatever uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it uh, did the match have good flow absolutely one of the best <laughs> yeah. flows I've ever felt or I've seen in a match period 
quarter. No, it was it was nonstop, dude. Like every time you thought, okay, they took a pretty good fall there. They got right back up and beat the <laughs> shit out of each other. Who were like, they're like, let's just keep it going. And it, yeah. like you know, like whereas now some wrestlers take a long time and banter to the crowd and whatever. Mike Awesome, he was like, oh, I'm just gonna get it up and maybe I'll go to the top rope or maybe I'll get a chair. <laughs> And there is Tanaka, no limit. You know, <laughs> yeah. Match. Oh yeah. And they just they kept going. That was a straight 12 what 12 and a half minute match where they just kept going. It was nonstop. So was the match believable? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every, well, when every you watch when you sold. watch an aluminum chair get folded up the way it does, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was very believable. You almost feel bad for them at this point. You're like, you took well, that hit, you fucking beast of a man well and these guys are taking hits that it's like oh put your hand up no they don't no they don't do that <laughs> like, that scoop slam tanaka, that tanaka did to awesome oh. <laughs> he felt that <laughs> i don't well, care everything i mean between that i mean every everything felt i'm i'm it, it was believable because hell man i mean there's you know there's not a lot of blocking going on. Everyone that takes a chair shot, I mean, oh yeah, they, they put they, they put their head forward. They're gonna take it right off the the crown. So, sure. so was uh, favorite moment of the match? You want to say the uh, the the chair sword fight? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, it looked like it was pretty coordinated. It so, was, um, it was. But my favorite moment would be uh, Tanaka power bombing awesome I mean, over the top yeah. ropes onto the table and you could tell that hurt awesome <laughs> man i mean yeah there was <laughs> I, that's the thing man they just kept that's i don't know that's the hard it's hard it's hard for me to determine like what my favorite part was because there was so much but it has to be this that's the one where mike awesome's like running and tanaka's out on, like by the table but tanaka or, and then awesome's running and he just jumps up all in one flu motion, run, jump up on the top rope, like not on the turnbuckle. I'm trying to visualize this. To <laughs> oh, folks. I know what you're talking about. He, he runs. And he's then like jumps. seven feet tall almost. And he just <laughs> hops up onto the rope and like balances there and jumps off. And I forgot what the hell he even did. He did like a. Does he do like an elbow drop on Tanaka? Who's like, I think he just dove ground. at him. But the He's fact on the was barrier. Is that I think the fun fact is, right. is they moved the barrier back five feet that night just so they could, that could happen. Well, and it's funny because like, you know, how people are all like, oh man, look at the undertaker. He's doing the old school. I'm like, okay. Like he's balancing off of somebody and uh, to get on the top rope. Mike Awesome's big ass body runs, jumps up on the rope. Like his hands are just like above his head. There's yeah. no, it's all balancing. And then he just launches himself. And I go, that's 300 pounds of ridiculousness <laughs> flying through the air. Like, as Taz would say, flashing. 295. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable man i mean his well i'm just saying if you account for his mullet that's another five pounds <laughs> right so, his mullet you know. is definitely uh, awesome but uh, yeah that but i mean that's my favorite moment but man watching him pringle like crunch up on himself after that power bomb that tanaka gave him i was like i don't, i'm pretty sure his knees like touched his nose yeah and, and you felt, he ba- you felt bad for his back oh i felt bad for it anything that was connected to him <laughs> before he got dropped. Yeah. I just didn't know that Tanaka could pick his ass up. Yeah, that was intense. I was like, basically it was like an outside. It was like a razor's edge. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, Oh damn. Okay. And it, oh man, it was just, it was crazy. The fucking razor's fucking edge. Razor. Since you brought it up sidebar, that move <laughs> in and of itself is shady as fuck. 
there is well, so yeah, much you watch, room for you watch error. How, <laughs> yeah. Well, you watch how everyone gets dropped and the fact that their arms are spread out, they don't have a chance to really direct where they're going. Yeah. So when they get folded up, man, you're going to end up eating your kneecap. No problem. So shittiest moment of the match would be when it had to end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't like the old, the shittiest parts of the match for me, which aren't even shitty. Like I kept thinking, could I do a favorite and like a second favorite? But then again, I was like, OK, if I had to pick something that annoyed me, maybe in the match was. No matter if he was almost knocked out or whatever, I've never seen someone adjust their knee pads as much as Tanaka did in this whole match. <laughs> he kept dicking with his knee pads like literally every three <laughs> seconds. Like he's like, they need to be higher or lower or this or that. And I'm like, why? Just quit touching yourself and you'll be fine. Yeah. But there, yeah, if, I, if that's the only thing I can complain about, I mean, then I'm pretty sure we're doing okay. So, so a finisher count of, I want to say three, an awesome bomb. Yeah. Tanaka's and then that that weird thing that Tanaka did to finish it off. What the tornado DDT off the top rope yeah. onto the set of chairs? Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. That, <laughs> that was, was awesome. incredible. And that's the thing I didn't I knew what Mike's uh, finisher was, but I was trying to follow match commentary because those are just two guys who I I don't really know their move set. And then when Tanaka like jumped out of the the awesome bomb, I'm like, well, maybe there's another finisher I don't know about because you're not supposed to do that. That's that's not a finisher. That's a, you know, but I agree, hundred percent, man. I was just that was just real fun to watch. Damn, sure. Was there any blood? No. Uh, I'm surprised. Was there any interference? <laughs> internal internal bleeding, maybe, but no visual blood. <laughs> was there any any interference? No. Uh, and that's what made this great. But there was no they disqualification just, or ring out either, as as with every ECW match. <laughs> Yeah, so they, they didn't they didn't need interference for the, something like that. I mean, that's was the those, crowd fired up. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, there that, was an ECW they, chant and everything. <laughs> uh, there was easy. Oh man, what was that last one they started chanting towards the end though? After this he is got awesome. No, there was a more vulgar one. Come on, man! I can't remember. I I know, like it was after he got power bomb. I swear. Oh, that's right. Like, oh my God! Like, hold on. Let's let's listen in. Well, that's the ECW chant, right? I don't know, because all I know is they chanted some other stuff, but that was the ECW crap. Watch the match for yourself to find out. So, uh, yes. <laughs> was the match, match outcome fair? Absolutely seeing what the fuck, yeah. how it ended. I think so. Um, the biggest thing is, was it fair? Yeah, but these guys have been wrestling off and on. even Since 94. Like we were saying, well, yeah. When they, were, they were both, weren't they both with Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling? Yeah. And they had already, you know, kind of had a rivalry. So this was kind of their first. Uh, I, was this not their first ECW match together? I'm pretty sure it was. And another cool fun fact with that is, is they would fight again in ECW One Night Stand 2005 for the revival through WWE. Yes, that is correct. And that was, unfortunately, that was two years before Mike lost his shit. And did what he did, uh, which sucks. Um, 
but yeah, but I mean, you know, that that's a rivalry that they were able to keep alive for many years. Really good, well, yeah, good. I mean, good portion of the nineties and then obviously on when they kept trying to bring it back. But I mean, it just seems like the late nineties for wrestling in general was ridiculous. So, I mean, you, you shouldn't expect anything less, especially from all these other, you know, brands, the ECW, WCW. I mean, they all, they all had a lot of good shit going at the time. That's the reason all the ratings were high, but yeah, to bring, you know, be able to have a rivalry like this, um, it stands up there with all the other, you know, promotions and what rivalries they had going on that are arguably one of the so. most underrated rivalries of all time. Easily. Yes. Match rating of, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Man, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. I know, I know. Um, damn it, you were so fast to that. I was trying to think, I was like, how could I word this? Uh, no, I would say just because I don't know if we're ready to give out perfect scores. Oh, I am <laughs> with this one. <laughs> I just want to hear. So, if I say 4.9, I want to hear you just say, really. Really? That's a four point nine five out of five. Okay, so <laughs> if we do the Edge and Edge and Christian versus Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy and Dudley Boys ladder match, and then they get and then Jeff gets speared down to the floor, <laughs> is that a five out of five? I I just I don't know if I'm ever going to be ready to hand out perfect scores. God damn it! Okay, four point nine. So. <laughs> Yeah, 4.9 out of 5, everybody, for this week's match. It's time for that promo, so it's time to go to WCW Monday Night with that 70s guy. Thank you, Mike. Today, still to come this week here on WCW Worldwide, you're going to be seeing this man in action, the 70s guy, Mike Awesome. And, Mike, I like to talk wrestling, but I got other things I need to talk with you. In an era of Farrah Fawcett, Linda Carter, the Pittsburgh Steelers were winners. And what about the big red machine? You talking about my love mobile, Gene? No, I'm talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Tip on picking up chicks. I need that from you for an older guy. Well, let me tell you, the first thing you got to do with these foxy ladies is never, and I do mean never, take no for an answer. And once you get past that hurdle, you're in the game for sure, Gene. You know, you've got that little set with all the lava lamps and everything, and you've had the who's who in world championship wrestling there. Uh, You seem to do pretty well for yourself, Mike Awesome. Well, actually, I do, you know. Like I said, it's just a matter of never taking no for an answer. And, yeah, I like it. And uh, polyester, is uh, you feel still very fashionable today in this day and age? Well, I tell you what, Gene, if you take a look, I'm wearing polyester from head to toe, and that even includes my underwear. <laughs> One final question. Oh, Did you ever know the BGs? Uh, actually, aren't they still around today? Well, I'm sure they're around somewhere today. Thank you very much, Mike Awesome, <laughs> the 70s guy. <laughs> Stay tuned, Mike. Let's get back to you in the arena. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking great dude that was the most uncomfortable like promo ever that's what happens whenever you get brought from the ECW still being the champion and that debut and then nobody fucking likes you and then you're like you know what we're gonna give you a gimmick that 70s guy and then you're gonna suck that's so stupid like oh my god and I know people be like well you know you can't say, they're gonna hold spin like, why it has nothing to do with the whole never take no for an answer and then thing the next like time that's, he be- that's only an issue now okay <laughs> like um 
or not and it's always been an issue but i'm just saying like you know that's before everyone got politically the correct, next time but, we would see mike use properly you well mike awesome properly used would be the 2000 invasion angle from wcw when he power slammed yeah. raven while actually power bombs raven into a ladder in the backstage pins him for the wwe hardcore wwf hardcore championship yeah, see, it's just, I don't know what WCW thought. I mean, between that and you know what his other name was in the WCW? Hercules? <laughs> no, so that 70s guy gimmick, but he was also known as the Fat Chick Thrilla. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a, that's not any better. Than, I was just like, uh, and then that thing at the end with Mean Gene being like, have you ever heard of the BGs? And he's like, aren't they still around today? I, I just feel like there was supposed to be a joke there, but what was the point? Like, it, I don't know. It's just, if you're going to give a guy that shitty of a gimmick, don't even put him in front of a microphone. Agreed. I mean, it's not his fault, but Agreed. I, don't, I don't know how you spin that to make it sound uh, not stupid. So Damn. another promo for all you book a tea lovers out there. <laughs> Corey's been waiting for this for weeks. And then Corey's well, I mean, do you, do you want to set this up though, or are you just yeah? Gonna you can set this up for a future T-shirt drop. Well, it's just funny because, well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a T-shirt that we can actually produce. Click. Stuff. Only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's nonstop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want, and after we take Lex Luger and the Giant, we want the gold. What did he say? What did he say? Hulk Hogan, well, I'm coming for you, nigga. Yeah. Um, then they all start looking at each other, and Mean Gene just does what Mean Gene does. He's just like, oh, and uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> let's change the subject. I, I mean, he was—he must have been just super into character. Now, I—I didn't—I—I liked Harlem Heat at the time, um, but the NWO was my thing. N-W-O. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> but man, that promo is like, that's always going to stick with him. I don't care what's ever done or said since then. That, that's never going to leave. But yeah, who knows? You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll throw a shirt up before too long. That's something oh, yeah. similar that you can wear in public and not get ransacked about. You Ooh. should be OK. John ransacked about. Uh <laughs> Speaking of upcoming things, we are four days out from Steel City Comic Con, four days out from the first live Jerk the Curtain podcast recording, and quite possibly a special guest interview featuring the Suck It Man himself, X Pac, Sean Waltman. The, the Suck It Man. Okay. And maybe a little tune from the Honky Tonk Man for our show. Man, it'd be so cool if he brought his guitar and just did his little thing. That'd be cool. You're telling me, man, it would be a dream come true. Yeah, and then at Monster Mania, we will have Ric Flair and Mick Foley. Maybe a couple clips recorded. Exclusive Jerk the Curtain. That, that would be convenient. Now, where, where is where is Monster Mania being held? New Jersey. Joyzy. Okay. And when is that? August 7, 16th through 18th. Damn, so you're doing back to back, huh? Back to back to back. Holy shit. Yeah, well, I'll just be doing Steel City, and we should have a good time. 
I got to try to prep for this wedding stuff. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Trying to save the money. But um, no, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I mean, when with the potential for all the people that are gonna be at these next two, con- next couple conventions, I you know I'm looking forward to seeing you know the wrestlers and the horror people. But hey, Ernie Hudson will be there. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I want to say hi to him. Um, because he's really cool. He gives out shout outs whenever you need them. Um, so should be should be a good time, man. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I just. I got a trunk full of shit uh, ready to go, and then um, got to ship some stuff. Ship some stuff off. But other than that, man, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, got a huge ready. banner. I mean, so no one should miss us. Uh, <laughs> we will have. It's probably gonna, it, it's probably gonna be it's gonna be the best banner there. Period. It doesn't matter. Oh, like, for sure. People always cheap out on banners. Not us. Not us. Uh, no premium. Everything is premium. 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 It's hand done. It's done with by hand. Premium products, premium podcasts, premium presentation. Everything we do is premium, professional, great quality stuff. So, Corey, cough and do back. Boats and hose, slash and hose. What else are we going to do yesterday? Cough and do back. Oh, success. Prestige for one. Uh, Putting liquid paper on bees, <laughs> research, market research. Anyway, we got I lots liquid, of stuff coming. I, I, I put liquid paper on a bee and it died. It died. Market research. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, I've been drinking again. It's been another great episode, but we're going to keep talking a little bit more. So AEW got my new John Moxley unscripted violence t-shirt in today. Well, not in the day last, got it a couple weeks ago. Just kind of been sitting down. I wore it for the first time today, and I love it. It's such wonderful, comfortable fucking clothing, but it took forever to get here. Three weeks to get here, actually, Corey. That's all right, because that's just because AEW didn't realize they were going to get it this big this fast. So they're probably trying to fulfill orders and get it all done. And uh, the next WCW. What is it? Wednesday Dynamite uh, is what, what they're calling it is Wednesday Dynamite. Oh my gosh! Uh, Wednesday night dynamite. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, sorry, Wednesday night. I was, it was just it didn't say right unless you said it right. So, AEW yeah, Wednesday I mean, night their dynamite. Premiere, but their premiere sold out, so that's that's uh that's positive. It's waves. Many... The truth is in the pudding. <laughs> now, where's the first show being held? I'm not sure. So, uh, I know it's being held at the Capital One Arena. As long as they come to Pittsburgh and Memphis, then we'll be good. And it's a twenty thousand seat venue in a busy market. So yes, we need whatever this. that whatever that means. Because we're sick and tired of watching Raw and SmackDown. We need real entertainment, brother. Do you hear well, what you I'm know- saying? Feedback. Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh yeah, static. <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny because actually I I did go to uh I did go to what I go to SmackDown last yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. I was sitting up in the box, the, the box, shit, you know? the private box, six hundred dollar lizard shoes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I took like if you know if one of the big wigs were there, if Vince or Triple H was there. I'm pretty sure that's where they should have been sitting. But I was sitting there, no big deal. Perfect in view. My, uh, perfect view. Great. In my 
ten dollar regular JC Penny jeans, whatever. Um, <laughs> Arizona <yeah>. special. <laughs> oh, I went in there. I, I was a badass. It didn't matter. I was wearing a bandana and cool sunglasses. I, 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 I but it was funny because the two dudes I were with, I was with, they were like six three, like me, and bald. So we were walking around, and we had kids like, "Are you guys wrestlers?" We're like, uh, "We're." We're under contract negotiations or something. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just go with it because all these other wannabes who, you know, anyone who has a who anyone who has a fake wrestling belt, nothing against that because we're going to get some too. But when you're walking around at an event with a wrestling belt, nah, bro, people don't come up to you and be like, "Are you a wrestler?" No one's ever going to say that. You walk in there in the street clothes, people think. Are you performing tonight? Are you like going to fight for the twenty four seven title or something? Like, no. Here's the thing. Feedback. (laughs) We are champions, but not of the wrestling type, of the podcasting type, the world podcasting champions, the world tag team podcasting champions. Not a single one of them, brother. Let me tell you what. Not a single one of them can dethrone the world podcasting champions. The tag team of static and feedback. Audio annihilation to them all. (laughs) I didn't know you already came up with a tagline. Audio annihilation. That's interesting. I like that one a lot. (laughs) You're so creative. I would have never thought of that. (laughs) Like literally, so if you say audio annihilation, so that removes the AA, is that what you're saying? Yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure John Cena is going to retire soon, so we shouldn't have a problem sticking with the AA. Dude, speaking of John Cena, you trolling that guy on the Friday group the other day. (laughs) (laughs) It was so random though, man. He... I forgot. Okay, what was on his or by his computer? He put a sticky note and he drew a shitty hockey basket, but Kiki Kibaba, and he had a fucking John Cena action figure. And Corey's like, "What is that down below your computer monitor? I can't. I see. I can't it. see. What is that? What is that thing? I can't really see down below." And, and he's like, "Oh, like, it's John Cena, duh." And then, and then he, not even five minutes later, he's like, "Oh, you asshole." <laughs> I was like, but I can't see it. I do not see it the way it is. You know? <laughs> the weeds. And I got him so good. It was so fun. It was. Like, it got my attention. And I had to do it. <laughs> you just, you're just like, I'm going to put laugh emojis everywhere because this guy is a dummy. So. It's good. I don't understand. Yeah. Jesus, man. No, but uh, SmackDown wasn't too bad. I went to that show and it was okay. Um, but you know what I you know what I don't like about live shows? What's that? Is all the fucking commercials, bro? <laughs> like people think. Well, people think on T like oh like that are watching are like oh they went to commercial. I wish I was there live so I could watch this thing actually keep playing out. No, when there's a commercial, they stop everything, and. It, the screen just goes black and you literally have to watch the commercial at the live events. I think that's the most ignorant shit. I, Ever. It's like, yeah. No, it is because think about it. You're paying to go to these shows. So you're already paying, but if you're watching it at home, you're not paying shit, right? Well, technically, unless you got a cable bill and you're stupid like that, I don't pay for cable. So whatever. But, um, but what I'm getting at is like, that's, a, I understand why you have to deal with commercials then, even if you watch it like on, you know, all these streaming sites that you're not supposed to watch stuff on, but, um, like me, but 
I just didn't care for I was like, I've experienced it the last few times I've went, and I'm just like, this is kind of annoying because it kills the buzz, like kills it. And uh the other interesting thing that I don't like about <laughs> Smack, well, I guess it might just be WWE's product, but so if you guys go to see SmackDown live, like on a Tuesday night, you're going to run into this. They're going to, their current situation is they're going to do the whole SmackDown gimmick from start to finish after it's over, after the real hyped main event, which the main event was actually really good. It was a singles match, you know, with between AJ Styles and uh, Kofi he needs to lose his championship Kingston. And that was cool. And, uh, <laughs> They wrestled and stuff, and you know, they had all their guys outside the ring. It got really good, but man, literally after Kofi won in the new day, like raised their hands, like you know, like it, then everything cut to black and they were kicked out of the ring. And I go, Well, dude, everyone was cheering, like, everyone was like on fire, and then it literally cut it. And then they go to 205 live. They used to do and this with like, ECW when they were running those uh, three promotions. Uh, you would stay for SmackDown. And then you'd have to stay extra for ECW. Now, granted, you'd want to stay extra for ECW at that point because that was the best thing happening at the company. And then, you know, they decided to make it NXT and nobody wanted to watch it. So enough well, about the ECW second generation. Let's talk about. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, let me, let me finish real quick. Yes. So. The 205 Live was interesting because you remember that whole non-sanctioned match that Moxley had? Yeah. Like, no, what, not even like a month ago? With Janela. They basically had the same match between, uh, I don't even know his name, um, the Maverick guy, the guy who keeps battling R-Truth for the 24-7 title. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was like the GM of 205 Live. But he's like an active roster character. So he got to fight... Um, the husband to the girl who just won the 24 seven title. I don't, that whole fucking stupid situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those two fought in a non sanctioned match. And I'm like this, and it felt just identical, like to the T minus the tax, of course. Um, and all that stuff, but it was, uh, people got into it though. I just like, I was guess I just don't follow it enough to care, but was there lots of weapons? No, but it was one of those things where a guy like that Maverick dude is literally like four feet tall. It looks like he weighs about 80 pounds. Oh. And he's fighting a guy who's maybe five, six, five, seven, maybe a buck eighty. That's super athletic. And the match was all one sided. Then out of nowhere, you know, Maverick does this little thing, and then he just came came back in his little uh designer jeans and uh and his slick back blonde hair and ended up winning the match. I'm like, this just does not feel right. You know, I was like, yeah. just seemed everyone was into it. I'm like, mm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go hang out with the king on Beale Street, man, at his restaurant or some shit. But uh I stayed and watched that kind of thing kind of pan out. But it was just it was just odd that you know you go to a live event thinking that uh it I don't know. They just need to play it in a way that if you're gonna pay that money to go to a live event, I don't care if it's thirty dollars or three hundred that you know, don't kill the uh, <laughs> the the vibe. And every time a commercial hit, every time they transition to a show, it's just the vibe would go to the toilet real fast. But it, it wasn't a too bad of a show outside of all that. I mean, I know you're one of your favorite uh, wrestlers, the Stone Cold uh, there. And because uh, you kept like cussing me out on the phone every time I send you a picture of Kevin Owens. Fuck Kevin Owens. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just I found that funny. It's it was like just, a dollar store brand stone cold. He's ridiculous. But overweight with hair and no vest. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but Fuck yeah, it. that's just that's just my little experience from this last week. Well, that's everything that we have for this episode of the Jerk the Curtain podcast. Catch us next week live at Steel City Comic Con. And for more, catch up us ah, more episodes of the Jerk the Curtain catch up on dobackdiscussion.net and on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And find our other podcasts, the Gore and More, Dubak Discussion, Hall of Heroes, Rabbit Hole. What else am I missing? The Wicked Wednesdays and the Dream Warrior Review all over on dobackdiscussion.net, your source for pop culture and more. And visit our tea public for our Never Wipe Alone, Rabbit Hole, DDN Trinity, and much more t-shirts. And our new Darth Maul Fear shirt. It's killer, guys. Rep that shit. Post it on social media. And forever, forever. show you that Dubak love. This is Static, the host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. Guys, this is your Mid-South Maniac feedback signing off.